While humanity is experiencing their very first collective shutdown in its recent memory due to the COVID-19 pandemic, people around the world have been actively doing what they can to keep not only their own spirits up, but that of others also. In Italy, residents gathered at their balconies and sang songs. In India, they beat cooking utensils at 5 p.m., also outside their homes, to thank the COVID-19 fighters. In Canada, drivers honked their cars as they passed nursing homes. And in Spain, the residents took time to clap in unison for their doctors. Today, in this episode, we are joined by Jennifer, all the way from Germany, who will share something interesting she saw there of people attempting to raise hopes amongst one another. Jen, welcome. Thank you, Manoj. Thank you for having me. Tell us what you saw there. Sure. So about four weeks ago, I was um, walking down the street and I noticed there were some chalk drawings on on the ground and that can kind of be normal um, here, except that what I was seeing on the ground was constantly the same thing. So what I started to notice was children drawing rainbows. And then a few days after that, I was walking down the street and it was a, I felt particularly sad that day. I think as everything, you know, was going on with Corona and I have family in Italy and um, they were just describing it like a war essentially. So I was just feeling a little bit sad about it all. And then I, I remember <clears throat> looking up at a window and I was in, uh, in my street and I saw this this photo, this picture drawn by a child. But what was interesting about it, it was, it was, it faced street side. So the intention was that passers-by could look at it. And then over the next few days, I just started noticing more and more. And I was like, okay, this is not, this is not a coincidence. Something's happening. So as per most things, I, I turned to Instagram (laughs) and I just, um, I had a look around and with a few, uh, hashtag searches, I realized that it was indeed um, a campaign. So led by parents uh, working with their children to try and spread cheer. And um, here it's called um, rainbow action or rainbow campaign. In other places, it's been called a rainbow hunt or a rainbow trail. And it's so that children when they're outside, obviously social distancing, of course, um, note the rainbows and realise that despite what they're feeling, possibly confusion and sadness at not being able to see their friends because schools have shut down and and all of that, um, that there's other children going through it as well. So, you know, and I didn't know this at the time. So when I first noticed the transition from the chalk drawing to the the window painting, um, I just stopped and I thought, uh, you know, it, it was it was a very strange feeling. I I was kind of overcome with. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, that's exactly what I needed um, today. That was my next um, question, actually. How did you feel and and why you felt that way? Yeah, I I, ca- I can't exactly tell you. It was it was a it was almost like a serendipitous moment. You know, I I'm a, I'm relatively a, I would say a positive, happy person, but I think that. Um, at that time, things were really peaking in Europe. Um, I don't think Australia knew what was what was going to happen. Um, and I was just reading the news basically every day, multiple times a day, and just feeling this sense of overwhelm, which, you know, what you know, what's mm. happening, um, fearing for, you know, my parents or my relatives that, you know, that uh, I haven't seen and I, I, I obviously can't see. 
um, you know, my parents had booked to come over to come and see us and suddenly they had to cancel their trip. Um, so, you know, it's, it's just that sense of, of collective, you know, of worry and, and, and stress and, and sadness at, at, at what's happening. And I think what I'd also read was um, the New York Times have done a, a lot of coverage on it. Uh, at the moment, it's really focused on, on what's happening in the States, which is, is devastating. Um, but at the time, at the time it was Italy and, you know, I was listening to, uh, the doctor of the, um, of the hospital in, in Bergamo. And it was just, you, you listened to it and you just thought there is no hope. Um, Mm. so that's kind of how I was feeling on that day. I think I, I read an article that was kind of like a memoriam style article, you know, when, um, there's a page in the newspaper uh, of people that have died. They were kind of trying to do that, but in online form and with colour pictures of, of the of the people. So you saw the faces, and it, wow, you know. So I just guess seeing, feeling that um, that sympathy and, and sadness, and then I remember looking up and I just saw this rainbow, and I just thought, well, you know, that couldn't be more more timely um, to to see that. And the other thing I should probably note is that. Um, the children are also writing the equivalent of everything will be okay um, or we're we're staying home, Um, you know. So that kind of stuff, it's just amazing children, you know, alone just, you know, by themselves they create such, you know, feelings of sweetness and happiness. But, yeah, I think seeing it on the painting. Go on. Talking about children, um, you have a little child yourself. How do you explain something like this to them? I mean, they're so young to understand the the enormity of the whole problem, and they just see their parents home, and I, I suppose they're really happy, but they can't understand why they can't go out, why they can't see their friends. I agree. I, I think um, it's a really challenging situation, and that's kind of where the movement came from, um, trying to explain to your child you know, why you can't go outside, you know. And, I mean, fortunately, I guess, in a way, my daughter is only two years old. So, I mean, she is speaking, but in terms of the severity of the situation on her life. So, I mean, she's no longer going to daycare, um, which personally I think she really enjoys being home with her (laughs) mum all the time. That's heaven for her. But, yeah, in, in terms of the little things for her, which she is able to understand the impact on her life, it's things it's simple things like just the fact that the playgrounds are shut. So what's really sad is, you know, we'll, we've got a forest nearby and um, that's kind of our garden. So, we, you know, we go for walks there and there's several playgrounds inside and, and she stands and looks at them and says playground and, and now it's gone from playground to closed, closed you know um so she'll stand and she'll kind of look at it and and the other thing that's um that's hard is she's so starved of contact with people in general but most importantly other children and they're still out and about the kids you know so um those rainbows I was talking about means that there's children living in those homes and they're physically on the streets now you know with rollerblades and also you know doing all kinds of things and she will literally stand there and stare at them. <laughs> I can't even get her to move. She just looks at so them. Yeah. So she's connecting with other kids through that rainbow. That's it. Exactly. W- without knowing it. 
yeah, so they're on the street just kind of playing staring games, staring at each other, smiling. They'll say goodbye to one another. So that's, I mean, that's really sweet, but it's really hard tearing her away because all she wants to do is be with them. Of course, of course. And it must have touched you deeply because because you got motivated or inspired to write about this in a local local news website. So what made you share that on a on a global scale? Yeah, I think what it does is it, um, for me, it ties back to, you know, staying positive, which is something that, you know, um, I try to do, whether I do it on purpose or with intent, I'm not sure, but I think it, it comes naturally to me to just, you know, that, that rainbow is an analogy to life, right? That, you know, there'll always be a rainbow after it rains or, you know, the, the sun, you know, will persevere. So in terms of why I wrote it is because there's not enough, I guess, positive stories right now. Uh, Mm. So I think um, there are some people that are really suffering, you know, um, elderly people, people that are forced to stay home when they don't want to, that can't see their grandchildren or their children. Uh, My aunts in Italy um, are in their early 70s and they haven't seen their daughters for six weeks. And as of May 4th, uh, they're in Rome, those regulate restrictions will have lifted slightly so they'll be able to see them but with uh, masks. And my aunt said to me just, you know, yesterday she she, she re- phrased it in Italian as she she's now for her an embrace, a hug is just a memory. It's a sweet memory. Yeah. But it's, you know, and that really, yeah, that really affected me. So, <clears throat> yeah, in terms of in terms of the article, I, I just wanted to share the fact that there's there's other things going on to provide hope and and happiness and and it's also the way that we live I guess in the sense that <clears throat> there are different ways to look at a situation you know kind of like the glass half empty or full you know so it's it's how you deal with it and um and I think sharing it with others as many people as possible so that they too feel lifted even if it's just for a moment or if it inspires mm them to do that with that you know my daughter and I have um not that she's aware of what's going on we're just drawing a rainbow um but you know we, we've drawn that and um yeah I just I hoped that it would um provide people with you know the same joy that I felt in that moment um absolutely and I think that's what's happening quite a bit uh my boss was saying the same thing that it's given her the opportunity to connect with her kids and vice versa in very mm-hmm. creative ways. Yesterday mm-hmm. I got a news, no, maybe the day before I got a newsletter from Scott Pape. He's a barefoot investor guy. Yeah, I'm I get sure his you. as well. Yeah, I get yeah. his as well, yeah. He's my, he's my mentor. I he's see. Helping me <laughs> he's helping me save money. Yeah. No, it's a great book. Right. I just wish, I just wish when I first came to Australia, someone gave me that book at the airport, at the immigration counter, you know, welcome to Australia. Mm. Here's the book. Uh, but anyway, he, he sent, um, his you know his newsletter and he talks about him meeting this famous um, tv show guy it's called garden australia or garden something where <gasps> the 92 that, year old and the and the garden yes, with the children yes. i read it all You're on the newsletter too. yeah i am i've been on it since 2013 i think <laughs> yeah when he started yeah. just when he started wow yeah. so yeah that story where um where he started his entire career uh, from UK then to Australia where his mother taught him how to 
sow those peas from his soup. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. Scott Pape saying that he wanted to do gardening with his kids, you know, uh, connecting them with nature, showing them the importance of uh, being independent. And I think what's happening now is it's a great opportunity for parents to show their kids, how do you handle crisis? How do you go through crisis? How do you connect with others during crisis? It's one of the best lessons you can teach a kid how to build relationships and how to go through crisis. You know, I most agree. people break, break in these two areas. So mm. these rainbow drawings, uh, parents, cause I saw the photographs um, that you shared in that article, uh, the Instagram photos, and you can see it's the parents. And you mentioned that in your article as well. The parents are driving this, uh, inspiring their kids to draw. Because if you go tell a kid, draw a rainbow, they're like, what for? I would rather watch a cartoon, but to tell them it means a lot. You're showing your love to people. I think that's a great lesson. No, I agree with you. I think it's a great lesson, and it's interesting what you said about um, how crisis can kind of, it can break people. Um, but I think it's, it's, um, it allows you to, to create and find strength. And also one other thing I would say is actually helping others, you know, reaching out to others and just checking in because we might be okay. You and I say personally as an example, but we're, we're, we're not the same as other people. Um, yeah, that's quite funny what you said about introverts because I don't know if you've seen the memes about, you know, this being heaven for introverts, but your extrovert friends, they are not okay. <laughs> so no. check in with your extrovert friends. Um, yeah, but I, I think it is an opportunity to to really look up from the footpath. Like, you know, mm. in another way it made me think about how we walk. You know, do we walk with our head down where we're not looking at other people or do we look up and around us? What are we noticing, you know? Because if you look down, what it, you're not noticing anything anymore. You're not looking at your fellow citizens or your peers or your colleagues. If you just walk mm. down the hallway to your desk, what kind of interaction are you having with other people? It made me think about that as well because now I've noticed that people are taking the time not only to explore new modes of creativity, you know, like you've, um, you've started the podcast and I know that other people are making sourdough bread um, or, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of touching on things that they were only dreaming about before or maybe were in their browsers, um, so to speak, when they were supposed to be working, you know, those things that they didn't feel permission to explore because um, it's creative maybe. You know, you mentioned about looking, just looking down and minding your own business and not connecting. Uh, so this article came in the Sun, the Sun newspaper in the UK. Mm. And this is what they wrote. So this is a little paragraph from there. It says, Alice Ask from Somerset has created a Facebook group called Chase the Rainbow, encouraging yeah. families to tape hand-painted drawings of rainbows in their windows. And the trend which sees people spot the pictures as they go on social distancing walks around their local communities mm -hmm. has gone viral. The 34-year-old spotted the idea online and decided to set up a group for her local area, which has now grown to nearly 65,000 members in I just see. 24 hours. So what I took away from that, if you see something beautiful and if you see someone putting some sort of endeavor, share it. Because you have no idea how it can touch someone else's life. 
Hundred percent. And what I also take from that with the numbers, sixty-five thousand people. That's sixty-five thousand people that need hope. Good point. You know, yes, that's that's something else I take from it. And and sorry, I should have mentioned that as well. So part of the that element has um has taken off here as well. So you create a rainbow trail or a rainbow hunt with your children. So when you're actually out and about, it's a way of reminding your kids, okay, you've done the rainbow, but guess what? Here are all these kids that have done it as well. Let's count how many we see. So you know what I mean? I did it with with my daughter who's only two years old and I think we counted 10 within three blocks. Um, you, yeah. but the, the situ- here we've got apartment buildings, so you've really got to look up <laughs> to, to see yeah. that. Yeah, it, that's that's you know. So you've kind of two things. You're you're creating hope, but you're also creating an activity to distract your children in indoors and outdoors. Um, yeah, and and parents are definitely looking for lots of activities at the moment. I think with children at home, not at school, not at daycare, maybe more than one child. So yeah, I can't imagine how it, that would feel either. Absolutely, parents have to get so creative now. To, mm. to connect with their kid because in the past you're busy getting up in the morning, dropping them in the schools or daycare centers, then it's eight hours of work, then it's an hour to come back, there's dinner, TV, and disconnect, mm. disconnect, disconnect. Mm-hmm. But now everyone's like, how do we connect? So I just want to touch, and you mentioned this just a few minutes ago about the rainbow, uh, the mm. symbolism of, of rainbow. And mm. it's great that these kids or parents chose the rainbow because you know, they could have chosen a flower or a smiley face or an emoji or something. But the rainbow is a great symbolic representation of cohesion and inclusiveness. Um, it demonstrates diversity and equality. You know, one mm. arc with seven colors all staying together and it's mm. beautiful. And you go through uh, news articles and conspiracies and whatnot and you see people just blaming each other, each other's ethnicity, each other's race during such a difficult time. So the rainbow is so beautiful that you can be of different characters and colors and sizes and perspective, but together we are humanity. And that's beautiful. Yeah, I I agree with that. And I think no matter where you live, no matter what your race is, you know, your, your ethnicity, your religion, it rains everywhere. Rainbow's pop up everywhere you know like it's just I unfortunately I I don't think that people are going to see it the way that you do you know what I mean yes because people if if people are in the mindset of wanting to enjoy and wanting to be in control then what happens is and you want to be the center of attention you will always look for faults in others so if you're busy looking for faults how can you see the beautiful colors of life and the rainbow, as you said, you know, it's you spot a rainbow when the sun breaks through that cloud after a storm, right? And and it symbolizes that good and beautiful things often follow a storm. So we are right now in a very difficult storm at the moment mm-hmm. with no end in sight. But we must have hope and faith that this storm will also pass and what is waiting for us on the other end is a beautiful world with less pollution, but it's waiting for us uh, at the other end. Like, of course, you have to be aware of what's happening, but you shouldn't look at it and say, now let me find faults in others. Let me find faults with the government. Let me find faults with the healthcare workers. Let me find faults with different countries, mode of yeah. governance on this thing, you know. So it's great to see adults, while kids are painting beautiful rainbows connecting people, 
others are fighting with each other and causing yeah. more disconnect. It's crazy. I think, you know, you're right in that, you know, we just maybe it's easy for us to say um, perhaps it is, but I think that you just have to have faith and you've got to keep going, you know, just because it gets a bit muddy, you don't just stop, you know, you've, you've got to keep going and you've got to stay focused. And it's a time actually, I think not only to slow down and, and think, which a lot of people are doing, but to move, you know, so it's not just waiting for the rainbow to appear. Sometimes you like physically, like these children and parents, you have to create the rainbow yourself. You have to take action into your own hands. And I think this is a time to do it. There are so many people that need help, you know, whether it's just sending somebody a message or making a phone call, which is so unusual these days. You know, I know that sounds really strange, but I've been overwhelmed by suddenly how many people have time to connect, you know, that you're almost like, well, I don't have time to talk to these people. It's too much. You know, <laughs> um, Go back to work. Um, no, but uh, I'm joking. But, you know, that's actually been a really beautiful thing to come out of it to see who actually you know, notices um, the absence mm. or, you know, the time between calls and, and things like that. But, yeah, I just think it's a it's a really good time to, yeah, not only connect with oneself and, and children and other people but, you know, to help and, and um, think about, you know, how this affects us long-term and getting us to look at maybe why things weren't sustainable, you know, the way that they were before and how we can you know, proof our businesses um, and our lifestyles long-term for these kind of things. That's an important word. And, uh, you know, I just want to bring our conversation to this, towards this conclusion. And I'm going back to that statement you, you made about what does the rainbow mean? And mm. you mentioned the word lifestyle. Another thing that the rainbow symbolizes is peace and serenity. Mm. Um, and this peace and serenity is really the state of mind that all humans need to be in, whether we have a pandemic or not. And I was reading quite a few articles over the last uh, few days where from across the world, these articles, they said people are so agitated, people are so chaotic, so confused, so distressed, so lost. And I hope and that during this time of lockdown, whether you're an adult or a, or a child, uh, when you have time to yourself, Start thinking about life, start thinking about health, start thinking about death. And then you start becoming more grateful. Because when you have a grateful mind, you obviously will become peaceful. I hope that somewhere over the rainbow, when people are looking for those happier days ahead, that they understand that real happiness happens when you're grateful. And this is a great opportunity for parents to be grateful that their children are with them for so long, children to be grateful mm. that they have their parents with them, for us to be grateful that we've got another day. And, and that's why I got so inspired after reading your article. This is not just a rainbow that kids drew. This is a rainbow that's coming from their heart and their parents' heart, and it's going to the rest of the world. Thank you, Jen, for writing that article. You're welcome. Do you I'm want to grateful. tell our audience <laughs> with the name of that article and where they can find it? Sure. So the name of the article is, um, the actual title is Why There Are So Many Rainbows on German Windows and Footpaths. And the website is thelocal.de. And if you literally Google the local rainbows, it will come up. 
What's your final message to the world today, Jen? What would you like to tell them? To try and stay positive. I know we are all in different circumstances and situations, but I believe that, you know, we'll get our rainbow uh, and just to try and stay positive um, and, you know, look to the future and seek help if you need it. Don't be afraid to ask or reach out if you want to speak to someone or you're feeling lonely or you're feeling isolated or you're feeling like you just you just want a break that it's all too hard don't just wait for people to reach out don't be afraid to just you know send out a text message chances are somebody will be feeling the same way as you and if you are feeling positive remember that your situation may be better than other people so don't forget that and just check in with people you can't lose anything from, you know, just, just checking in and, and making sure that they're okay. And be grateful for the fact that people are reaching out to you. You know, one thing I found with the overwhelm that we have with social media and messaging apps and things like that is that we, are, we do feel overwhelmed and, you know, I speak from personal experience that I can't even stay afloat with it all you know there's messages I know I'm guilty of not responding to but just try to I I would say to try to be a little bit more timely with responses if you can you know I know that we look at Instagram much more easily than we would respond to a message because it takes we think it takes too much energy but I think specifically in this time it's it's a great great moment in time to you know follow up with a bit more swiftness (laughs) But yes, I think eventually things things will be okay and remember that the outcome hasn't been positive for everybody. Um, but we just we have to just remember that we have to lift each other up. That's all. Stay together, stay connected, lift each other up and stay positive. That's it. Thank you, Jen. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great chatting with you. Pleasure is all mine, Jen, and thank you once again. And we look forward to connecting with you in the near future.